Alright, and welcome to the beginning of week three. This is Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. I'm going to preview the Thursday night game in between the Giants and the 49ers. And we're also going to give you our picks uh, through Sunday. And I'm going to give you a couple quick thoughts on some of the, the news that's been going on in the last couple days. Okay, so let's start off with the Thursday night game. The New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Giants are plus 10.5 underdogs. And the over-under is at 44. Um, Here's my thoughts here, guys. The Giants are 32nd in the league in points given up. They're giving up 34 points uh, so far. Now, I know it's a small sample size. It's only two games. But they also have zero sacks so far in the season as a team. Now, reverse side, San Francisco. They're third in the league in points given up. They have 15, they average about 15 points that they give up a game. They have six sacks so far in the season. They have 16 quarterback hits uh, to go along with four interceptions so far. Brock Purdy has thrown zero interceptions so far in the league, being very efficient. And the 49ers are averaging about 173 yards on the ground a game. Guys, I think that's the telltale sign right there. I think the Niners are going to take this one. I think they're going to run the crap out of the ball. I think you're going to see continue to see them run the crap out of the ball. And I think they're going to play really stout defense against Daniel Jones, especially if they don't have Saquon, which is definitely looking that way because Saquon's got that ankle injury. His status is up in the air. I think that was a long shot anyways. Um, I'm taking San Francisco to win straight up. I'm taking San Francisco at the minus 10.5, and and I am taking the under, though, of 44. I think San Francisco is going to be in control of this game, uh, the whole game. I think that they're going to basically clean the clock of Daniel Jones, and, you know, I think Daniel Jones will put up some points, but not many. I think it's just going to be probably garbage time stuff for them. So that's that's my pick for tonight, guys. I got San Francisco in a big way, minus 10.5, and and I got the under of 44. Now, let's go to some of the news before I go to the rest of the picks, and I'll just give you a couple quick blurbs about some stuff that's going on. Let's start right here in Chicago, and if that dumpster wasn't on fire yet, it is fully ablaze now, and that is because uh, the Bears just, I don't know what's going on with them, guys. Uh, we, We just lost our left tackle now to the IR to an injury. Uh, for the next four games, he's out. So there goes Braxton Jones. It's not like he was playing exceptionally well anyways, I know. But you know what? He did have a great season last year. So it's definitely a, a loss there. And not to mention our offensive line has many, many injuries right now. Then you had Justin Fields' comments about playing too robotic. Uh, why do you think you're playing too robotic? Well, maybe it's the coaching. Maybe I'm not being instinctual. I think that those comments were definitely, I don't know if he knew what he was necessarily saying. I don't think he's fully blaming coaching. He did walk him back and say, no, I take full responsibility. That's needless to say, I guess in Hallis Hall, it was said that he went and talked to the coaches right after and they cleared the air. Everything's fine. Coaches said they're going to forget about it. Needless to say, if he's making those comments, I don't think he likes the coaching that's going on now I'm not putting the coaching on him not 
on him not getting rid of the football fast enough. That's that's on him. He's holding on the ball way too long. I mean, he's taking sacks when he's holding on the ball longer than four seconds. That can't happen. You got to be more automatic on that. So what I am saying is maybe they're not putting him in the right position, he feels. Like maybe he he's not playing, as he said, more instinctual. I don't know, guys. The main thing is I don't think these comments are a big, big deal at the end of the day from his side. But the problem is everybody's going to be asking about this now. Everybody's going to be talking about it. I'm talking about it. They're talking about it on the radio. So that's the problem that I have. These comments are just going to put a little bit more of a spotlight on when they didn't need a spotlight on anymore. We all think that it fields in the coaching maybe needs to be better and are walking hand in hand. But the problem is now there's even a bigger spotlight because someone said something. Okay? So if they weren't in a bigger ditch already, they've got a bigger one now. But And then you got the news yesterday that Al Allen Williams uh, resigned as a defensive coordinator. Now, I don't know what the heck's going on. He claims he did... Uh, Resigned for health and family reasons. Then there's reports of the FBI raided his house, which he he denies. He denied through an attorney. There was reports that they raided Hallis Hall. Uh, I mean, and people have denied that. I don't know what the heck's going on. I don't know where that story came from. I can't see anything more on that story. But needless to say, this season is already in turmoil, and it is in more of a turmoil now, and that dumpster is fully lit and ablaze in Chicago. So, um, let's go over a couple uh, other little quick hit news. We had Cam Akers get traded to the Minnesota Vikings. I, You know, I don't mind this trade. Minnesota definitely needed more of a rushing attack, which just kind of brings up the point to me that I know they didn't want to pay Dalvin Cook the $10.4 million, and now you're only paying Cam Akers $1.29 million, and along with Alexander Madison, who you signed to a little bit of an extension as well. But my problem is, Dalvin Cook knew your system. Now, Dalvin Cook definitely looks like he's missing a step, but listen, he's also missed all of training camp. He didn't train at all. He didn't play with anybody at all. I'm not expecting him to look good these first four weeks because this is almost like his his training camp. Now, if Minnesota would have had him there, he would have been in there. He would have been ready. He could have been adding to the team. So, yes, they got, they got Cam Akers. I think Cam Akers is going to be a little bit better in Minnesota or give him another option to run. But the main thing is, I think at the end of the day, I think I would have just held on to Dalvin Cook if I was Minnesota, especially if you were trying to give it another playoff push. But hey, whichever. Um, also, it's not shocking too to me that uh, Los Angeles got rid of Cam Akers. They've been so up and down on him. Uh, he had a great uh, return for them when they came when they made the playoff uh, run and Super Bowl run. He had a torn Achilles, came back from it. And then just was kind of up and down last year. There was, you know, talks about him wanting out. Then they fixed it up, blah, blah, blah. Needless to say, not shocked there. And I believe the Rams have fully moved on with Kieran Williams in L.A. All right. The last big news I'll talk about before I get to my picks is the Patrick Mahomes contract. Now, Patrick Mahomes in 2020 signed a 10-year deal of $450 million. So he was basically signed through... 2031. 
After that, Patrick Mahomes, who was at the time the top uh, player in the NFL slash quarterback, saw Deshaun Watson sign a fully guaranteed contract, saw Kyler Murray sign a uh, contract, saw Russell Wilson sign a contract, saw Jalen Hurts sign a contract, saw Lamar Jackson sign a contract, saw Justin Herbert, and finally Joe Burrow. This was a matter of time, so now Patrick Mahomes just signed a new contract that gives him $210.6 million over 2023 through 2026, and it puts him back up at the top. I'm not shocked by this, guys. I Kansas City talked about doing this. They knew they had to do this. Patrick pretty much knew they were going to do this. He wasn't impatient about it at all. I think the main thing that you saw from this is you saw that Kansas City, what did they do a week before? They signed Chris Jones. They got Chris Jones back onto the field. The minute they got Chris Jones back onto the field, I think they immediately turned their attention and said, Patrick, get on in here. Let's sign you. Let's get this taken care of. Here's the one piece of the contract that I kind of found interesting that both sides agreed to revisit the contract after 2026. So basically, when he was signed through 2031, which was a long deal, guys, we a very long deal. We saw that go down, and a lot of the deal was kind of backloaded. It kind of it kind of escalated them a little bit every year. But now that they're going to revisit after 2026, that essentially cuts five years off of that deal. And it puts him way into a different negotiating uh, terms in 2026 rather than 2031. Now, was was I thinking that he was going to negotiate a contract before 2031? Yes, I was. But now it's basically in there that, hey, we're going to look at this contract again now at 2026. So just some little uh, blurbs there, guys, on the news that I thought it was interesting that the dumpster fire in Chicago is fully ablaze. You got Acres to Minnesota, and you got Mahomes with uh, happy with his new contract. Okay, let's go over our picks. We're going to go through all the Sunday games. I'm going to leave the Monday games for Monday like I always do when I do our Monday recap. But let's just go over these here real quick. Now, these are the odds are uh, from DraftKings as of 8 a.m. this morning on Thursday. So here we go. We got... The first game that I'm going to pick is the Atlanta Falcons versus at the Detroit Lions. I like Atlanta in this one. I think Atlanta's going to keep rolling. I know I'm not big on the Detroit hype train, and I think that it just is not there quite yet. So I got Atlanta. I got Atlanta at plus three, and I do have the over of 46.5. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game there. All right, next up, we got Buffalo at the Washington Commanders. I do like Buffalo in this game on the money line, but I do like Washington to cover the six and a half that they are being given. So Washington plus six and a half. And I do like the over of 43.5. Both these teams have been scoring a lot minus the first game for Buffalo, but the last couple games they have been. And Washington has been in a lot of these games, guys, and they've, they're actually 2-0, and uh, just a little reminder there. So, okay, next up, we got Denver visiting the Miami Dolphins. I like Miami big on this one. Sorry, Denver fans. I like Miami money line. I like Miami minus 6.5. I do like the under 48.5 because I think Vic Fangio is going to dial up some extra special stuff for Denver. So get ready, Denver. Um, okay, next up, we got a AFC South matchup of the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars at Jacksonville. 
Uh, I like Jacksonville this one. Uh, you guys know my thoughts about Houston. I think they've got some good pieces. I think they got a lot of growing to do. So I like Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville big in this one, minus nine. And I like the over 44 because I think Jacksonville will let them score some points later on in the game. CJ Stroud has been actually throwing the ball pretty good, guys. Um, a lot better than Bryce Young, by the way. Um, little shot there. Sorry, Bryce. Okay, so... Anyways, needless to say, I think Jacksonville had a bad taste in their mouth from losing to Kansas City last week, and I think they're they're going to take it out on Houston. All right, next up, we've got Indy versus Baltimore at Baltimore. I don't know the status of uh, Richardson yet for Indy, so it could be Minshew the Ginsu in there. Needless to say, I don't think it matters who it's going to be. It's going to be Baltimore. Uh, money line, I got Baltimore minus six and a half or seven and a half, pardon me. And I do have the under 45. I just, I think Baltimore's uh, kind of rolling here quietly. Yeah, and I think they're going to move to 3 0 after this week. Okay, next up, you got the Los Angeles Chargers versus uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Guys, I went back and forth in this one. Both teams are 0 2, desperate for a win. I got to go with the home team on this one. I got to go with Minnesota. I got to go with Minnesota minus one then, basically a pick em. I am going to go over 50, 54, which is a huge, huge number. But both these teams know how to score. And I just think the Chargers at the end of the day just are going to do Chargers things. And they're just going to end up coughing it up again, probably to Kirk Cousins, to Justin Jefferson on some long, deep uh, pass. So, they, yeah, sorry, Chargers. I see you guys going 0-3 after this week. Okay, next up, we got New England at the New York Jets. I think New England is 0-2, but I think they've been showing a lot better than they have. They played two tough teams. They played the Philadelphia Eagles and they played the Miami Dolphins, two of the best teams in the league, really. And they didn't necessarily lose by a lot. I think New England dials it up against Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. That defense is going to be pretty stout. So I like New England in this one, guys. New England minus 2.5. And And I do like the under 37. I think both defenses are going to play pretty stout. But at the end of the day, I give it to Bill Belichick versus Nathaniel Hackett, guys. Okay, next up, we got New Orleans versus Green Bay. Guys, I'm going New Orleans in this one. I think New Orleans defense is pretty stout. Uh, Dennis Allen has them going on the right way. I I just, I don't know who Green Bay is. And part of the problem is Green Bay, you looked amazing against Chicago. Guess what? A lot of people would look amazing against Chicago right now. And then you blew that game late to Atlanta last week. So I don't know who Green Bay is yet. The book's still uh, out on them. So we're going to have to see. Needless to say, I got New Orleans in this one. New Orleans plus two. But I do have the under of 42.5. I just don't see a lot of scoring in this game. I think Green Bay and New Orleans defenses are going to play pretty pretty solid football. All right, next up, we got Tennessee visiting the Cleveland Browns. Guys, I like Cleveland in this one. I think uh, the defenses are going to keep this game close, of course. So I do like Tennessee plus 3.5. And, and I do like the under 39.5. I just think, I know Cleveland lost Nick Chubb last week. I just think that this de- this offense is not as far off as people think. So I'm taking Cleveland in this one. All right, next up, we got Carolina Panthers visiting the Seattle Seahawks. Ugh, uh, for Bryce Young in this one. This is not an easy place to play. So I like Seattle, money line. I like Seattle, minus six. But I do like the under, 41 and a half. Just because I'm not seeing... Um, Carolina may be putting up more than 10 points. Sorry, I just don't see it yet. They got a lot of work to do. All right. Here's uh, for Fox's uh, 
game of the week on in the afternoon, Chicago versus Kansas City. I'm just sorry. I'm just chuckling at that. That's the game of the week on Fox. Um, guys, I like Kansas City in this one. Come on. Uh, Chicago is, like I said, there. I, I don't know what's going on. I like Kansas City minus 12 and a half. I think they're going to win by two or three touchdowns, really. And I do like the over 47 and a half because I just see that they're going to score a lot. And I think the Bears are going to put up probably at least 17 points just, you know, from dumb luck. You know, maybe they'll get some stuff going on the offense, you know. Maybe they'll settle down, but needless to say, Kansas City big in this one. All right, next up, we got Dallas versus Arizona at Arizona. Guys, I like Dallas Moneyline, but Arizona has covered the last two times. So I like Arizona plus 12.5. That's a lot of points to be behind at home, guys. Lots of points. And I do like the over of 43. It's not a huge number. I think Dallas's defense is going to play good, but I think Arizona's just going to have some of that dumb luck and and score a few points. So, going on to the Sunday night game. This one was tough for me too. Pittsburgh at Las Vegas. <sighs> guys, I, I for some reason I got this pit in my stomach that's telling me Las Vegas in this one. I I, I do like Pittsburgh. You know I like Pittsburgh a lot this year, but I think Las Vegas is going to take this one. So I got Las Vegas money line. I got Las Vegas minus two and a half. And I do have the under 43. I don't see a high scoring affair, especially with the Pittsburgh offense doing what it's doing, which isn't a lot. Let's just put it that way. Pittsburgh defense, solid. But they're playing on the road. They just had a game of their lives against Cleveland. They scored twice. Some teams don't. Some teams defenses don't score twice in a season. They did it in one game. So, I, I don't know. I think the Pittsburgh might fall back down to earth. They played a division rival. It's a shorter week. So, I'm taking Las Vegas in this one, guys. All right. So, that wraps up our picks through Sunday. I appreciate you guys listening to Just a Guy Talking Football Podcast with PJ Janky. All right, listen. We're going to review tonight's game tomorrow morning. I'll give you any of the quick stats that I liked and what, what we saw. But other than that, for right now, I'm out.